Hey family, before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to by underscore YouTube underscore views. Uh, I really appreciate that comment that you left that what we did here inspired you. I hope we can inspire some more people. And if there's anything that I could do to personally help you, uh, leave a comment and or ping me in so we could connect again. I truly appreciate that because you don't know how much that gives me inspiration to keep going. Now, with that being said, <clears throat> let's jump into today's uh, video. Let me ask you a quick question. The ability to lead, coordinate, solve problems, and deliver exceptional results is what truly counts as a project manager. However, if you want to be world-class, you have to understand it's sort of like an orchestra. I don't know why I love these orchestra type analogies, but I love them. But today's episode is entitled, What Counts as Project Management Experience? Again, what counts as project management experience? If you're new to the channel, I go by the name of ED. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means it. I have a seven-point uh, framework. Basically, we go over seven points, and then I'm out. So I hope today inspires you as it did uh, YouTube views. So let's make it happen. First point, clear objective. Hey, listen. We're gonna take it. We're gonna take it real slow this time. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm pumped. You know, sometimes when you get a good comment, you just it makes you go even harder. So again, a special shout out to you. Sort of. Have you ever have you ever took a road trip anywhere? I mean, not that you know, not that road trip where you know, are we there yet? But we we do do that. Are we there yet? But really, have you ever took a road trip? And and just like a road trip, you have to plan your destination with a clear destination in mind as as well as identifying the various stops that are going to happen along the way well that's the same thing as project management project management we set a clear well-defined objective knowing exactly where we're headed point number two detailed planning same analogy looking at when you are planning, a, excuse me, when you're on, on your trip, you are actually planning the routes as well as the accommodations because, you know, you always got that person that you that come with. They're drinking a, a half a gallon of water and now all of a sudden we got to stop everywhere. You got to plan for that because, you know, if you don't, you'll be frustrated because you know where uh, frustration comes from. As we talked about before, frustration comes from the expectation. So if you don't plan ahead, you know, because John, he ain't going to tell you, man, I'm good. We're going to go all the way. We're going to do four hours to wherever we go. Yeah. No, nope, no, nope, we won't need. Yeah, John, I already know what's about to happen. We've done this before where we went on a family trip and John, you all of a sudden now you got to go to the bathroom every 45 minutes. So I need to add that into the to the plan. And it's sort of like when you're leading a project, you have to create a detailed plan leave nothing um, or, or as they would say leave no stone unturned because of the fact of the ability to if you don't do that you have a bunch of stakeholders that are not happy about what you're producing let's move on to point three point number three budget management listen when you are are on the road and you are you understand that hey you, I need to understand what is this going to cost me so let me put some numbers in place of of the actual budget so okay hey I'm budgeting for this particular trip is to I'm a budget 2000 based off of what the hotel is going to cost what the estimated gas is going to cost us going out to eat as far as if we go out to eat or are we going to buy groceries or are we going to do an Airbnb so these are the things you're, you're thinking of and it's so similar to project management 
hey, what are my res how much of my resources are going to cost? Are we going to pay hourly? Are they going to be salary? Are they already baked into um, the pre uh, the budget, meaning that there is no actual cost, financial cost, it's just a time cost because they're already part of the organization. Do we need any uh, physical, or I should say, uh, re what other additional resources will we need? Will we need equipment? Will we need software? So these are the things that you think of when you are leading a project. Risk assessment. Hey, I don't know about you, but anytime, I'm sorry, point number four, risk assessment. I don't know about you, but anytime that I'm doing anything, I don't care in my personal life and in, 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 uh, my career, I'm always a, a, assessing the potential risk. Not saying that I'm pessimistic because I'm very optimistic. That's why I love what um, Zig Ziglar said. He said, if you if you told me Moby Dick was out there, just give me the tartar sauce in a boat and I'm on my way. And what he was saying was, is that I'm so optimistic that yes, but at the hindsight, I'm also pessimistic at the same time of knowing that I have to plan or to really start looking at any potential things that may uh, affect the project. You know, let's say for example, you're going on a, using that road trip analogy. You're going on a road trip. You might you're, you may want to plan and look at the weather, see if there's any particular weather issues. You want to go get your car looked at, make sure your tires are rotated, make sure your oil is good, make sure you know do a, a complete look over. That doesn't mean that you're expecting something to happen. What you're saying is, I want to make sure that I've done everything potentially that I could do. And because if something does happen, I want to be prepared. See, a lot of people look at risk as being negative. No, no, no. That's not how it works here, baby Baba. What it, how it works is, is that you have to be always thinking ahead. And as a project manager, that's one of the things you're doing. You're, you're constantly thinking ahead. You're thinking ahead. Okay, what if this happened? What if this happened? And I love it because it's like a game. I mean, that's why I look at project management as a, as a huge game. And you are, you are the player. It's like a third-person shooter game where you are literally the player and you're actually trying to identify, okay, what's around this corner? I don't know what's around this corner, but hey, all right, let me, if I could just guess based on my experience, the wisdom that I've had through my experience, also through the experience of other project managers, what can I expect? Let's move on to point number five, timeline management. Hey, sticking to a schedule is very hard, a lot of people tell me. I disagree with them. You know why that it's, it's challenging to stick to a schedule? Because you will have resources that didn't hold up to their end of, of the bargain. You ha you'll have situations where the project manager didn't document really well. So because they didn't document well, what ended up happening, unforeseen things has happened. And now this is, has, has adjusted your timeline. It has in, it impacted your timeline. So it's sort of like a, uh, a planned destination. Remember I told you about John drinking that half a gallon the water. Now, you know, if you don't plan for that, what will happen? Well, first of all, we already know you're going to be frustrated. Well, maybe not you. I would because I'm asking John, John, do you got to drink all this much water while we're on the road? Okay, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going back when, you know, I, I went on a road trip. I apologize. Let me, let me digress. What I'm saying here, family, is really when you're going on, when, when you're going on a trip, being able to plan for those destination stops, I mean, you know, and it's the same thing with project management. We understand that, you know, we don't want our team to get burnt out. And because we don't want them to get burnt out, we have to have, sometimes we call these phases. Okay, we're going to do all of this work in phase one. Then the next phase, we're going to do this, this uh, part of work. When we're going to celebrate each phase, that's sort of like a milestone. Milestone is what? A significant point in time. So you really want to celebrate those, those timelines when you achieve 
achieve them. Let's move on to point number six. Point number six, resource allocation. Hey, like I said, this is my, this is my um, raising my hand in class for the PMI. I love you, PMI, but I want to ask you a question, PMI. If it's okay with you, can we add resource constraints to the iron triangle? Because listen, my challenges have always been in project management is that sometimes we don't uh, we don't adequately equate for the resources that we're going to need because they may be pulled in other priorities or are working on other projects. So being able to have the ability to do proper resource allocation and a lot of times family, you can't even plan for the resource allocations because you don't know if somebody is going to leave the job or get transferred uh, to another job because they got a, a promotion within the organization or maybe they got laid off. You don't, you can't, a lot of these are variables that you can't plan for. So you always have to be equipping your team for success and, and empowering them to do the best they can what they have. And you as a project manager, you don't sit back behind the desk and, and just pointing like, you know, like you just, yeah, you do that, you do that. No, you may have to jump in there and support. You may have to jump in there and and, and really give some consultation because that resource may be burned out or those resources may be burned out due to the fact that they have more than they can handle. Let's move on to point number seven. Point number seven, you already know where I'm going with this family and there's nothing changed. Communication skills. Listen, I'm always going to talk about communication and everything that I say or do. And the reason why is, is because the better you get at your communication, the better you're going to be able to arrest your the attention of your stakeholders. What do you mean by that, ED? Listen, one of the things we don't talk about a lot in project management, which I plan on delivering here, is being persuasive, using sales techniques, using psychology in a way, because you got to understand uh, uh, the majority of the time, the stakeholders that are working on your project are, are not reporting to you. They're not your direct reports. They, especially if you work in a cross matrix uh, uh, environment. So you are working with various departments and they already have their own uh, workload. How can you convince them that this is important just as well as what they're working on? And so you have to have the ability to persuade. You have to have the ability to empower. You have to have the ability to inspire. So I'll leave you with that family. I got one last one, you know, I'm feeling really good. I, I feel like giving you another one, but, uh, but for real, to link uh, team collaboration. Listen, <sighs> all right, let me take a pause here. Okay. When you look at team collaboration, I think what gets, gets under my skin is that I don't understand why this is so hard to collaborate. I don't get why, why do we want to work in silos when, you know, they, they say, if, if you want to go at it, oh man, I wish I could remember that quote and I'm going to destroy it, but Hey, this is what, this is what makes me get better. If you want to be great, no, no. If you want to be good, go by yourself. But if you want to be exceptional, go with a team. Because when you have a team, we have you have someone watching your back while you're watching their back. When you have a team, you're building off of something more than it's just not about you. When you have a team, you know that if something comes up, they will be willing to jump in front of you just as like if you would be able to jump in front of them. It's better to make it's better when you're in a group because you can you can understand the different decisions that needs to be made and then you can make them effectively uh, with the right amount of information because you'll be able to see it from different angles. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, video family. I know I'm passionate about this thing that we call project management, but hey, somebody has to do it. So I, I'm glad that I got an opportunity to do it. You know my motto. 
מה 